0: Hello and welcome to Your Thoughts Podcast. Today we've got Cash Philburn. we've got my co-host Jesse Martinez. Hi, I'm Jesse. How you doing, Cash?
1: Hi, dude. I am doing really, really good. Just another uh, another beautiful day at the office today. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. What are we... The we? conditioned office. What are we working with <laughs> for the office? For the office? Yeah, man. Uh, like, like, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, what's your office? What do you do? Oh, well... um. I'm a professional uh, music instructor. Hell yeah. Uh, session musician, live musician, uh, on the drums. Uh, and that's pretty much all I do. That's very cool. That's all yeah. I do. Okay. I never I never sleep. It's all Who I do. Who needs it?
2: That's all we do podcasts mm-hmm. and cut ourselves Who out. Who needs
1: work. it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. So you, uh, work and then work, die. Work and that's, die. That's the whole thing. No retirement the agenda. No W <laughs> wait, what is
2: it? <laughs> no retirement fund at all. You See, used to you you played bass before drums, didn't you?
1: Uh, no, I've always played drums pretty much. Really? Um, well, I started on guitar when I was, uh, like five or six. I started really young, actually. And then I kind of just got bored with that. Um, actually what happened was my best friend got better than me. And so I quit. <laughs> um, don't quit if your best friend gets better than you. Just realize that people progress at different rates. Or just play
2: drums. Um, or just and then I did, drums.
1: yeah, well, and then I did sports for a little bit and then I, I started playing drums. very cool uh right when i entered high school do you still play guitar um, a little bit i've actually been recently i've been actually like practicing guitar and stuff um actually like learning new stuff uh new things on it um but what jesse's referring to is there there was like a three month stint where i got super into playing bass and i like joined a band and then quit three months later what
2: was that band's name i don't remember
1: it's called the Semester Review. It was semester like a... Semester yeah, Review,
2: and it, you had uh they Alex like a, was Yeah, artist. they were
1: like a pop-punk band. And then right when I joined, they decided to be like, not that. And I don't even know what to call it. They turned it. into a lo-fi I band. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's That's what they called I don't it. Feel, I don't feel bad saying that. It was <laughs> stupid.
0: So. We played with them at uh, the Underground once. Mm, yeah, Jesse I fell I think that over. might have been when I was...
2: Were we playing with oh, him? Oh, yeah.
0: Jesse fell over his amp into...
2: Somebody uh, called orange. me Gigi <laughs> Allen for that. I was very upset. Oh <laughs> man, let's talk about Gigi <laughs> Allen, dude. There was I was fully clothed and there was no poop at all.
1: <laughs> my uh, oh my God! Uh, my um, my roommate, uh, my roommate Blake was uh, seeing this uh, lovely woman named Gigi for a oh, while. Oh jeez. Middle um, name Allen. Yeah, he 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 messed up on that one because.
2: Never trusted Gigi, son. Ever. But uh, I always
1: called her Gigi Allen, yeah. and she never got the joke. <laughs> that sucks
2: with a name like that, and you don't understand the reference. It's upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not Gigi. It's, it's like G I oh, G I. Okay, that makes sense.
1: But still, yeah, I would just fuck with her and say that. That's what you do. <laughs> so, uh, also speaking of people getting naked and doing stuff, um, my girlfriend. are going here recently, already. Yeah, my girlfriend recently uh, had to deal with a crazy situation where she she moved out of of this apartment because her, her roommate had a terrible habit of getting naked and screaming oh really loud God. at like two in the
0: morning, yeah. Like uh, intoxicated or completely sober? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I won't release any names, but um, we're talking like restraining order level Dang, shit. Dang, man. Um,
2: you have to fuck up to get a restraining order, dude.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I witnessed all of it. It's not just- concerning.
2: You saw this man naked? No, as a girl. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that's... as a girl.
1: Yeah, I didn't see her naked, but uh, I, I I heard everything, sub... and I knew she was naked. I knew she was That's objectively
2: uh... different, for sure. Sub...
1: Yeah, it was. That was a. That's a story,
0: man. <laughs> that's but... yeah, pretty wild. A lot of that. Uh, yep. So you've yeah, been. So uh... you've been putting out a lot of videos of you doing drum stuff lately.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been. So I've been. The this year has really been me making sure that. Check my recording real quick. All good. Yeah, so this year has been me really focusing on uh, making sure that I have an established, like, social media presence. Um, so I've been I've been really working on uh, my workflow in regards to that and uh, making sure that it's streamlined and productive and doesn't take away. Because um, that's kind of the thing I always hated about making videos is I always feel like I spent more time working on the video than I did actually
0: playing and stuff. It's so... It's so aggravating. That's what's taken so long about the podcast. It takes months mm. to get the episodes we,
2: out. We just possibly got an editor so that we could just focus on doing this because he was having Yeah,
1: all of the all of the podcasts that put out stuff weekly that I know have like a in-house editor and stuff. Uh, just because, especially when you do long form stuff like, you know, hour plus, three hours, like the podcast that I listen to. Uh, it's just good to have someone else. Cause three these people hours? Are all,
2: oh, I can't even Yeah, imagine. these people
1: on the podcast that I listen to are all... They're all content creators, so they have to be doing their work, and they can't spend their time editing a podcast that's going to make them no money. Definitely, um, that makes sense. You know, so but yeah, that's that's just the uh, kind of what I've been really uh, has been probably the one of the bigger struggles about 2020, other than you know going through a really nasty breakup, the coronavirus, uh, all of the turmoil, the civil turmoil within the this country. Is not
2: a good year for pretty much anybody doing anything. No, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and I think we can all agree on that.
2: But uh, so, you know, along with that,
1: uh, me forcing myself to become tech-savvy, or as tech-savvy as cash can possi- possibly be, um, has been a huge challenge of, uh, of the year. Uh, so yeah, that's what you were mentioning, the the drum videos. is that, That's me not only making sure that I can quickly pump stuff out, um, you know, quickly mix things and, yeah. and quickly put together content, Uh, But also just making sure that I have an established online presence, which uh, going through something like the the coronavirus pandemic, I thanked myself for, because uh, in January, when I decided to, what I call it, go for the throat in 2020, um, face all my fears and do all the things that I have been putting off, uh, I'm really glad I did that in in January. Um, We're
2: glad you did that too, man, because your content is amazing. It's quality stuff, dude. It's really entertaining to watch, and it's very professionally done, I think.
1: Thank you, man. I'm about to put out some more long-form stuff, uh, kind of vlog style. Oh, that'll be cool. Um, Yeah. I've kind of been bouncing around, like, uh, the long-form content, there's a couple options, right? There's, like, covers. There's, you know, vlog-style videos. There's educational Um, And I'm definitely leaning more towards the educational vlog style stuff. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of covers Uh, I like writing original music covers kind of suck the life out of me and so I kind of realized that uh, Maybe I just should not do covers because I I kept being like oh, I need to do one I need to do one but then it's like well Should you do it if you you really don't want to and um,
0: yeah, it feels it feels like doing work trying to do covers
1: When I realized people don't watch the whole video. Oh, really? Like, they just that's look for the surprising. one part in the song that they're like, oh, my God, can he play that? Like, or, you know, like, I, I for me personally, that's the way I look at, at
0: covers. Covers are kind of like a one-off thing. Like, this might get a bunch yeah. of people to look at my other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's clickbait. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, maybe every once in a while, I'll do, like, a high-quality one. But at that point, I'd rather just do a playthrough for one of my projects. Yeah, why not? That I don't care about views. I care about it being good.
0: That's that's um, how you should look make at it. Like, the content being... you want to make or want to yeah. watch. Yeah,
1: so... Yeah, so you're going to be seeing a, a kind of a move into the long-form content domain for me. Um, like I said, I've been focusing on short-form, which is 60 seconds or less, the Instagram stuff. And then uh, now I'm moving into into longer stuff. And then after that, once I feel like I've gotten good there, I'm going to move into um, things like Patreon and that sort of
2: thing. But we just actually moved into Patreon, and it's worked out for us so far. It's yeah, we launched a uh, Patreon I think last Good month. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Yeah,
1: stuff like Patreon is the the future of employment so for a lot of us. I have a
2: question for your face. Um, My face. Yeah. So I see you're growing a pretty sick mustache there. Dude, thank have you. It's any... actually it.
1: It was better. Uh, I recently kind of cut it down a
2: little bit because it was a little long. Sure. Getting a little away, but um, have you put any thought into yeah. it, or are you just like?
1: It just happens to grow nicely. I guess I got lucky. Um, I would like to. I mean, I want to attain a Ron Swanson level mustache one day. <laughs> it's so
2: hard, dude. Yeah,
1: I want that. That's what I want. That's my goal, but uh, it's kind of on the back burner right Definitely now. Definitely,
2: that makes sense. But thank you. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to throw that compliment out your way because you, last bro. time I yeah. saw you in person, you didn't have any facial hair. Now. Oh yeah, I had point.
1: shorter hair all around. Um, I think my hair was—I was rocking like the Bieber you hair. Were, you were—you were it
2: point. out pretty
0: hard. That dude—that was yeah. five years ago.
1: That was that long
0: ago. Ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah. That was a year after I graduated high school. Old. I just realized uh, in May I've been out of high school for six years, and I instantly felt old. How old are you, Cash? So, uh, I'm 23. I'm about to turn 24. I turned 24 in December.
2: Right on. It's an okay number. So, whatever. You're, a, you're a year older than him? I'm a year older than Cash but he looks I feel good
1: I know that I'm not worried about 20s I'm worried about when I hit 30 and if I'm not where I want to be that's going to be a crisis like any unseen before well
2: you work hard I can't imagine that's not going to be the case you have a great following on social media and I think you're working towards what you want thank you bro you can see that without even talking to you you can see that for sure
1: thank you man thank you appreciate that so what have you guys been up to Nothing oh about me. Oh, God. What's new for you guys? It's been like four years since I've even like really talked to you.
2: I saw you at uh, at my gym, uh, work a few months ago. Really? You don't remember that? I don't remember that. <laughs> I have a horrible memory, okay. bro. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were eating on our patio. Don't take it like, personally. Oh, my God, it's really? Cash Filburn. I haven't seen you in a long time. Oh, Mellow Mushroom. Yeah, Mellow Mushroom. Yeah, I remember that. That was cool. I hadn't seen you in a long yeah. time. And then, and then days after I saw you, my ex-girlfriend told me that your roommate worked with her. And I was like, oh, no shit, way. no way. I just At saw Cass Filbert in a few days. Yeah, she's Cheesecake. Oh, yeah.
1: man, maybe she's the crazy girl that Blake's been talking no, I about. I fucking hope not.
2: She's, she's... <laughs> Enough about that. Yeah,
1: Blake that. Uh, Blake is a very attractive young man, I... and he has a tend- he has a tendency to attract uh Psychos. girls that become very obsessed with him. Yeah, he had this girl, the girl he just went on a date with. Um, the first thing she said to him was, hello, dear, would you like to fall in love with me?
2: <sighs> and it's like...
1: Like the first thing in the mind. in the Tinder in the Tinder chat was that, so dude, that's a, and he that's showed That's red me.
2: flags all over the place, dude.
1: Yeah, well, he said, "Hey, dude, yeah, let's, to sushi.
2: <laughs> let's do yeah, it." Yeah, I think he's
0: equally as crazy. I can't I imagine I problem.
2: wouldn't say yes to that either, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot of shit about each other. If you get that kind of response, why not? <laughs>
2: we have oh, been doing this uh we just kicked it back off again for season three technically right so we, oh, being... you guys do seasons i like that yeah. uh we think kind of, uh, roughly cool. about 10 to 12 episodes per season i think is what we've decided
0: except for last season i moved to idaho for about a year so i did three episodes there and i'm i'm considering that as one season
2: okay
1: what kind of what part of idaho do you live
0: in uh nampa nampa i don't know where that is i've been to
1: rupert idaho wherever that is did you have like no it. idea where that is It was cool. I played a show there at a a youth center and it was amazing. Oh, that's amazing. I could tell that those kids don't have many shows come through their
0: town. Yeah,
2: that would make sense. It's a youth show.
0: Nampa was about 30 minutes out of uh, Boise.
2: Okay. Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Boise State.
0: Boise is like a. Boise is kind of like Mill Ave, but as a city.
2: (laughs) Ew. Oh my God. It's not bad. Oh. It's not bad. It sounds cool. It's pretty chill. I spent four years of my. And the weather is a lot
0: nicer. Awful.
2: Um, nice. Other than that, we... Okay, so Elena Avenue is no more. We don't do Elena Avenue anymore because he moved... Uh, I was going to ask about that. And our drummer... Yeah. We
0: ended in 2019. Lester quit and we found a new drummer. And then after that, we we're kind of just like, what do we do?
2: Because our new drummer That's also interesting, quit. that whole thing. Yeah. He... I, rem- I remember
0: you guys hitting me up. Yeah,
2: he came and uh, he was really good. And we were in the middle of recording our first album as Elena Avenue. <clears throat> Lester taught him all of his riffs, basically his parts mm-hmm. and then he came we were doing a band practice on saturday he said hey can we do one on sunday instead i'm kind of busy today for uh two years yeah. we didn't hear from him after that day
1: really
2: yeah. <laughs> he left we, all of his equipment with us we thought he died like we really we, we were looking up died. obituaries like he had some stuff going on at home we thought maybe they the worst and then like a month ago he got back to us and was like hey i need my symbols back
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking serious we're like are you're alive oh my
1: god you can dude. have your
2: stuff but what the fuck happened that's man? crazy so,
1: that's crazy when people do that man when they just go off the yeah, when they just, just go completely off the radar yeah.
2: it was it was scary we didn't know what to do we just had like that thousands sucks, of man i hope he's okay he must have been
1: man. he must have been going through something really terrible that sucks he
2: was and i think he's yeah. okay now though so that's pretty solid Good. i'm not even sure Good for him. but then after that he should have told you guys he should have but i get he's it okay. i get fine. it after that, uh, he went to Idaho, and me and Nick started a band called uh, Louis on Tour. Louis is the name of my son, and uh, that's a good band name. Yeah, you have a kid? I do. I have a two-year-old. Oh my god, I haven't. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Nice, dude. Cong- that's sick.
1: Well, two years late. Congratulations. Definitely,
2: dude. Thanks. He's a little shit. Yeah, dude. death.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the worst age. So that's true. Two. Two years old. He's uh, so fun. He plays like <laughs> superhero stuff, and he is. He is in love with music. Yeah, Amazing. dude, he's already that's picking good. up
2: guitars and stuff. He's two. He's got a little drum set Oh, at that's home. good. Yeah, get I him started young, all man. The time. I want to take him to the studio, I'm, uh, but he's still too young for that. I think it would blow his face off. So, but,
1: uh, Okay. Um, yeah, I usually recommend uh, about seven at the earliest for drums.
2: Uh, then <sighs> nice. after that. What
0: if, what if they were like over-the-ear uh
2: like, well, the sound isn't usually just what comes. I'm worried about. He's just really curious right now, so him like messing with, yeah. with chords and I'd like, be most concerned
0: about his hearing growing I, up. I teach a
1: five-year-old, hmm. um, and all right, it's a four actually. He's turning five in about two weeks, um, and he he's picking up stuff nicely, and he's like reading music and, oh, and that sort of yeah. thing. It's just the the development is a little bit slower For sure. because they're so young. Yeah, attention so, span. Yeah, and what I tell the thing I tell parents a lot of the time is, if you want to see you know development uh, with your child on an instrument, if you want to see more progress, um, then start them later. But if you're okay with them just being in it right away, then then that's cool too. It just depends on it depends on the kid, honestly too. Everybody's different.
2: So, Tyler started his own thing up in Idaho for a little bit. Yeah, I had a
0: band called Chermobile Homes. Chermobile Homes Yeah, uh, we only played like one or two gigs We wrote like five songs And then I came back here
2: And then we started Louis On Tour Well, it was already started (coughs) Tyler's actually the bassist for this band We're currently transitioning uh, vocalists Which is a good time Mm. to do it Because of the whole COVID thing So we're not doing any shows right now But we are in the process of recording demos We've been looking for a female vocalist Oh, and then nice, on the side nice. of that, during um, Louis On Tour, me and Nick joined another band called Dylan Wade and the Media, recorded an album with them, and then we still have their drummer as our drummer. He transitioned oh, over to nice. us, and the lead singer Yeah, drummers are, drummers are incredibly incestuous. Oh, my God, dude. We <laughs> had the worst for, like, three months of starting this All band. Oh, yeah, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a revolving door of trying to find... We could find singers, bassists, guitarists all day long. Drummers are scarce.
0: We've actually been having a hard time trying to find a vocalist. Uh, yeah, drummers and good singers are, in my
1: opinion, the hardest to find.
2: Yeah, it's all we. Need.
1: Uh, I can only speak to drum. I can only speak to really mostly the drummer thing because I am one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, think the thing with drummers is, uh, there's just, and I see this at the at the lesson studio too, is that there are just there's just less interest in that instrument. Um, but when people are interested in it, they are very interested in it. So you get a lot of very, very focused, good drummer. Uh, you get a few, a small amount of very good, focused drummers, um, and you've got a lot of guitar players. Yeah. Um, guitar is definitely the most
2: popular instrument. It's so easy, um, but we already filled those spots, you know.
0: In Idaho, yeah. I had gone through two drummers alone, uh, mm-hmm. in the nine months that I was there.
2: Well, we we had this problem where we'd find really good drummers. They were killer. And then th- we go, they okay, just, cool. Like, so they just, they well, no, just, they would, us. just they would just go, yeah, that was really cool. I'm not looking for anything serious right now. I'm actually in like nine things, but this was a cool jam session. We're like, dude, that's not what you came here for. Like, you know that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell, man? That was the big yep. issue. Yep. <laughs> but now we're doing that. Yeah. demos coming out. Okay. We're self-recording right now. Good. They were going shopping. That's the way to
1: do. Guy. That's the yeah. way to do demos. Just do it all yourself. You never
2: be too serious about it. What, uh, what kit are you rocking right now? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Oh, my, my drum yeah, kit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I recently, uh, let's see, um, I think in, gosh, December of last year, I, uh, I began a quest. Uh, hunting for a dragon, uh, the Gresh new classic. Oh, drum set. Cash started doing heroin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I didn't know that was a... Uh, yeah, yeah. chasing okay. the, chasing dragon, the dragon, is dragon is a heroin. Term. Okay, yeah. So my chasing the dragon is, is chasing a <laughs> mythical creature, which is these Gresh new classic kits that got discontinued because they didn't sell very well, oh. which is really peculiar because they're like the best sounding drums I've ever played. Crazy. Um, but they uh, they were cr- uh, released by Gresh in 2010. Um, and I kind of got interested in them because my my teacher and favorite drummer, Joseph Arrington plays uh, the Gresh New Classic series, and so I went on a, a kind of a, a witch hunt for these things, and um, not a witch hunt, but you know, a missing persons hunt. Uh, I found about it's four total on the internet. Oh wow! Uh, that were used. Um, and you bought them all. Yeah, and the one I ended <laughs> up uh, the one I ended up settling on was one that was in LA. And instead of paying the shipping, uh, I went ahead and drove there. And I, I, did a, I took a whole day, and I drove six hours to L.A., picked up the drum set from a church, which uh, was really nice knowing that it was at a church because I know it just sat there just, for yeah, 10 it years. Was, it, was <laughs> it, didn't, it did not get toured at all. It had one nick on it, and that was it. So basically perfect condition. Um, yeah, I got a really good deal on it, and it's six pieces, four toms, snare and kick, and they all sound incredible and really well-built. And uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful, and you can see it in all the all the videos I've released recently. It sounds incredible and looks incredible. It's like this gold sparkle. It's beautiful. That's amazing.
2: Uh, do you play? Um, you play a four piece, right?
1: Uh, currently, I'm playing a
2: four piece. Yeah, I can I
1: can take this one all the way up to six piece if I really wanted oh, to, no, but I don't have no, enough room no, or microphones for that. No doubt. How big is that so, room? So I kind of
2: just right what's that? How big is that room that you're in right now? Ooh, um,
1: I honestly have no idea. It's about the size of like a. I'd call it about the size of like a small bedroom in a house, like not the
0: master, like a side bedroom. That makes sense. It's about that it's big. Like yeah, 6 by 6, a... 10 by 10, something like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe I think maybe 10 by 10 would be a good. All right. So we're going to need you to take a tape measure and just. <laughs> <laughs> let's
2: get, I have a tape, let's tape get measure weird with about me. It. I could figure it
0: out. Um, so I see that you're wearing a, a lot like Bird's shirt. Don't you have a cool story about the drummer of that band? I do.
1: He's my drummer. He's, uh, he's actually my teacher. Oh, really? So, um, yeah. So this is
0: actually a really cool story
1: because uh, th- I would say go back to, I want to call it 2016, I'd say. Um, yeah, 2016, I was in a band called Gold Season. God, oh, that was such a good band, um, dude. Oh, my God. Thank you, man. man. Um, this is kind of when the whole math rock swancore thing was kind of at its peak. Right. Uh, with the bands like Dance Gavin Dance, yeah. Hail the Sun, A Lot Like Birds. um, Trying to think who else. Uh, Stolas. Uh, that's all. I, that's all I can think of. There's a few more. Wolf and Bear. Um, so yeah. So gold season. Uh, we would frequent playing in Flagstaff uh, every once in a blue moon, and we got offered a show Was that with, up at uh, the Hive. Of, mm-hmm. Up at the Hive in in Flagstaff, right and on. we got offered a show with my one of my favorite bands. Still to this day, a lot like Birds, um, and at this time. Uh, I did not know their drummer, Joseph Arrington, and he was just kind of a, a mythical figure on the Internet, didn't have a huge presence, and I just had seen a few videos of him, and when I saw him live, I, it was the the greatest thing I'd ever seen, the first time I saw A Lot Like Birds. And so the idea of being able to play with them uh, was, obviously I shit my pants and got really excited. Obviously. Um, and then uh, I saw, it was actually the girl I was dating at the time, I actually saw a post that the band put out, um, when they said that uh, Joe was offering private lessons on the tour, he was offering group lessons though, which I was like, "Oh, that's kind of lame." I think group group lessons are stupid on drums, um, and I still think that to this day. Uh, but I was the only one that had signed up for the the Arizona date yeah. of the tour, oh. so I just got to do a one on one lesson up, with my that's favorite drummer. So good. Yeah, it was like out back of the hive by those railroad tracks. I have a video of it somewhere.
0: Nice.
1: Um, but. Uh, obviously a life-changing moment for me and uh the thing that was so cool about this is that you know oftentimes musicians even at that level they kind of get this they kind of start getting an ego um once labels and booking agents get involved they think they're hot shit Mm -hmm. um and i'm guilty of that too i've been there um but uh joe is anything but hot uh thinking he's hot shit joe is one of the most humble down-to-earth people i've ever met and he actually asked me for my number oh shit and uh he was actually the one that uh, not only instigated but perpetuated the connection between us. Um, he would be texting me, you know, once a week, asking me how I was doing, asking me how I was going on my musical journey. I wish Les Claypool be oh, that's really that cool.
2: To me. That'd be so <laughs> sick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, I would just call it a, an incredible, weird turn of luck. Um, and we're good. We're really good friends to this day. And um, yeah, I, I I haven't been taking lessons recently, but I was uh, studying with him, studying with
0: him weekly for for a few months until the pandemic hit um but yeah so you definitely still got a a style that meshes well with the the like progressive uh metal kind of are you saying he does or i do you do
1: oh thank you yeah i definitely heavily influenced by him so you can definitely Um, tell thank you man thank you yeah it's a lot of the uh as far as the my actual style goes it's not too many tricks just a lot of a lot of linear stuff a lot of putting the kick where i'd usually put a tom and that's kind of how i think about stuff (laughs) that's <laughs> kind of my go my go-to formula
0: <laughs> so yeah if you want to you can send us a video of you doing some drum stuff we'll feature it in the podcast if you want sure to. yeah I'll, no yeah i'll send you guys a few of the videos i've done recently in the studio Yeah, that'd be cool
2: also yeah. um if mm-hmm. you want to shout anything out or we do have a an okay following so if you want oh to... cool yeah so um
1: yeah if you want to follow me on, on my socials any social media platform instagram tiktok reddit uh I'm forgetting one. Twitter, there we go. Uh, all of those are at CashPlaysDrums, all one word. the got all with a K. of those Cash yeah.
2: Plays Drums. CashPlaysDrums? Are you serious?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's CashPlaysDrums on all of them. Start with a K. So K-A-S-H, PlaysDrums, all one word. Um, I do have a project that I'm going to be releasing before the end of the year that I've been working on for three years. Um, it's a uh, progressive instrumental project that is the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to release the name of it. It's called... Uh, Hakol Havel, and that's spelled H-A-K-O-L, H-A-V-O-L, Hakol Havel, and this is uh, Hebrew for um, everything is vapor. Um, Everything is vapor? Everything is vapor, that's kind of where I'll leave it. Um, Maybe we'll sneak the album album art in here or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'll send it to you guys. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, really excited to debut that project. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. Uh, it's getting en- it's got engineered by uh corey spots oh, uh engineer of out of north north phoenix yeah he's, he's fucking a amazing. engineer yeah he's done all of the uh he's done the newer um not nearly material he did all the gold season stuff oh,
0: cool. he does uh, all the work for a band called still motion is not nearly a project that you're involved in
1: no 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 it's just um i'm i play in um
0: for Rio Wiley, so Rio, Rio's band is me. Right, former vocalist of I Remember Burning, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rio does like his solo oh, pop R&B thing. So <laughs> and um, I'm in his band with two of the members from Not Nearly, Johnny and, and Koba. Um, so yeah, we, we play in that band together, but I'm not in Not Nearly. They have a different, uh, different line of guys.
2: Hey, Cash, have you ever uh, been on a podcast before? I have. Really? Yeah.
1: Why am I doing a that? job? No, now? no, I just, I don't know.
2: <laughs> See, so we're so new to the podcast game, uh, and they're, they're so saturated. Uh, you never really know who's done one of these before, you know what I
1: mean? It's incredibly saturated. Yeah, I've done, um, and this would be the third one I've done. <laughs> oh I did the Getting Stoked podcast nice. with uh, Matthew. Uh, Matthew and Sam, good friends of mine. Uh, I've done the uh, Breaking Even podcast with the band Breaking Even from New York. That was really fun. Um, and then this one, haven't done a whole lot. Hey, Actually, haven't thoughts?
0: heard of either of those.
1: Yeah, those are. Uh, I I personally can speak to them both being amazing. Nice. Um, Go check I them personally out. Don't yeah, li- yeah, yeah. Check them out. I don't really listen to them. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, I guess I haven't really ventured out too much with the podcasts because it's so saturated. And the podcast that I, the podcast that I listen to is uh, it releases weekly, so it's kind of hard for me to keep up with just that one. Right. Um and the hours are, the episodes are like three hours God, along, so so long so you gotta I like schedule time to do it
0: dude. or be doing something.
1: Yeah, but it's so it's just so damn inspiring. Um, this podcast that I listen to and I encourage everyone to check it out. It's uh the uh, the Procrastinators podcast. It's been around for I've heard four or five one. years. Yeah, they um, it's a collection of uh, anime YouTubers, uh, comic uh, comic creators. Um, so like people that draw, people that are like super analytical about media. Um, So none of them are musicians, uh, or one of them is, but his main thing is drawing. But despite that, hearing them talk about, um, they have a lot of conversations about art and so what it means to be a creator and how they choose to conduct themselves and kind of their their outlook on being creators for a living is something that I find particularly inspiring and motivating. Um, Recently, and this might be interesting for you guys, uh, I wanted to bring this up, is the idea of um, being prolific. So how quickly should you release content? You know, kind of when do you say, is this good enough? Okay, put it out. You know, that's kind of the goal, right? And then there's releasing it too soon, so not putting enough attention to detail. And then there's working on it for too long and wearing yourself out on it. And by the time you release it, you're not even excited about it. Um, So there's a good balance to, to, to strike between Consistent re- consistently releasing content and making sure there's enough quality. And that's something that's kind of uh, really been helpful for me is I used to release an Instagram video every day and I found this to be particularly exhausting. Um, not because necessarily the quality would suffer, but because I'd find myself either running out of ideas for content or I, I would feel that sp- some of the content was particularly uninspired and forced. And so I've kind of, I've kind of moved into a three-day cycle
2: that's solid. That gives you releasing enough releasing content sort of think about everything. We decided that each episode is coming out every two years or so. So <laughs> amazing. <laughs> There's yeah. no way we're gonna get burnt that out. That might be on a it.
1: little too much attention to detail. Yeah, There's also no <laughs> time to edit. I can see their
0: pores, <laughs> man. What the hell is going on?
1: It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, we, yeah. We've moved um, into.
2: Uh,
0: for a while, it was really hard to get content out on a consistent basis. It'd be mm-hmm. like three months, six months. Whenever I got yeah. time to edit the video. If you're new to it, it's hard. Yeah just with yeah because uh, you overthink everything well it's not even that just juggling regular work with also doing content and then like this isn't the only thing we do i also have two other music projects so
2: oh yeah talk about nebs
0: uh i'm in a project with our camera operator operator uh it's called mars and nebula that's a good band name we're doing nice it's kind of like a <laughs> it's kind of like a mix of pop punk and r&b <laughs>
2: Oh sick. Pop R&B. Pop R&B. Yeah. Amazing. Pop, Sounds pop lit, R&B. dude. Um,
0: got to check that out. Send me send me links. For sure, I can send you some of the demos that we're working on. Please do. But the the content schedule that we're trying to go for is trying to get a video out a month. We hired an editor to try to help with that process oh
1: you're talking about um like music videos no or... with that podcast oh god
2: we're not even there yet
1: oh okay i see oh you're talking about the podcast okay nice 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 that's sick
2: yeah i think that's that's plenty of time no doubt mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: yeah and that allows you time to you know be picky with your guests and make sure that you're
0: yeah, yeah it also gives us time them. to stock up on some of the episodes so we can have them on backload and then just mm. start putting them out not to mention we have
2: we have a waiting list for people who want to do this uh yeah. if you if you're new to this uh podcast the show or whatever you want to call it this is your thoughts podcast the idea is that whatever you want to talk about as just a regular person you come to us and get your ideas out there on some sort of platform we feel like not a lot of people get that opportunity so we are that opportunity so if you ever want to oh. be on your thoughts podcast come on down um, yeah i think i think you guys mentioned that um I
1: uh, in particular, I mentioned earlier, I'm a forgetful person. I actually forgot that that was kind of the thing, and I remembered you asked me to, you know, come up with some topics, right. and uh, the only one I could really think of was was music, and then the other one was that being prolific thing, you know, finding the balance
2: between that. That's a really cool uh, conversation topic, too. I think that really brought some spice to the to-, uh, to the to the episode. So that was pretty solid.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if uh, I mean, if if you want to talk more about it. Um, I particularly find it interesting because uh you know on that on that podcast in particular this is what's so interesting about it is there is a there are people that suffer from both of the extremes of that in the podcast so that's why they were having the discussion is uh there's a member that they you know they would describe as perfectly prolific you know right in the middle and then there's ones that release content a little too quickly uh maybe sacrificing quality and then ones that just take forever uh to release content. So one of the guys on the podcast, um, his YouTube name is Best Guy Ever. Uh he's famous for putting out a video called uh he has a series called Best Anime Ever. Um he did uh Logan and uh Ghost in the Shell, um standalone complex, I believe. A couple more. Uh but he takes forever to to put stuff out cause he has a day job. Um and so that's kind of, you know, the not being prolific enough, not putting out enough content. And so he eventually because of getting so much shit from everybody on the podcast for taking forever, he put out a series called uh Me and Move, and it's an acronym for maybe I'll actually make a fucking video. <laughs> and he put out a, a video every day for a whole month called uh the series was called Me and Move. That's amazing. And then there's an um yeah, and then there's uh there's another person on the podcast called the uh, Digine. Um and Digine uh releases um a lot of content. Uh Diginay, Digi-Nay has been co- coined as the human content machine. Um and Diginay kind of goes back and forth between being perfectly prolific and maybe not prolific or maybe a little too productive in the sense of like just releasing like random drunk rants. Um and you can look at you can look at all of these uh Diginay After Dark is the channel with all of the drunk late night rants. Um that some people call lo- low quality, but I, I think are probably the most
0: entertaining. Did he start like a whole channel. different channel just for that?
1: mm Hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Entirely different channel. There's there's Nay. Uh, there's Nay and Digibro uh as one channel. because um, uh recently, um, Digi-Nay made made the transition from male to female, and then I think I haven't looked at the update, but now I believe it would be called uh. Uh, the thing where you go between both genders? Gender oh fuck. I don't want to be disrespectful and missing. Mis- uh, gender just... fluid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. believe that's the thing. So it went from Digi Bro to nay and now it's uh Digibro and nay So I believe it's a fluidity oh, that's uh, cool. sort of thing. That's very neat. Um, so. Yeah, and and uh, but yeah, so there's that's the main channel, Digibro and Digi Nay, and then there's Digi Nay After Dark. Um and then there's IM Games, which is the gaming channel. Oh, cool. Um, so we're talking about somebody that pumps out a lot of content, right? Um, so like I was saying, that's why the, the prolific discussion is so interesting is because there's people on a lot of sides of that debate that were in the podcast. Well, interestingly enough, too,
2: my brother is a professional Twitch uh, streamer. He, he games. Uh, <clears throat> he's got a setup. I mean, he's, I mean he, he's really good at what he does, but he either does one or the other, and it's never consistent. I keep trying mm, to talk to him okay. about it because people are losing interest or people are feeling oversaturated with the situation. Mm-hmm. He's on a three-month stint of not releasing a single video right now.
1: Mm, yeah, that consistency is important. Right, is, it, the consistency is, is important, and even more important is making a connection with people. Yeah, I think he, it's
0: okay to take breaks, though.
2: Yeah, breaks, but he's he's literally like right now, he's like, I'm just not interested in it, but he's... That's he, okay. That's fair. You know, yeah. uh, I respect that.
1: It, Depends on what he's trying to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean I think what
0: really matters is if you want to do it and you like doing it, then do it. Yeah.
1: If you if you're like, "Oh, I want to have a career as a Twitch streamer." There is a certain extent of self-sacrifice of that you need to be okay with to to get where you want to go. But if you're just doing that for fun, it's like,
2: "Well, he he does want to make a career out of it. Uh he's got a side job just to keep him up, but he's been making mm-hmm. money. He started making money off of Twitch, and then once that started happening, he just sort of uh, yeah. he's up and down with it. And I think that's a bummer. It's funny how that is. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: I noticed uh, I noticed a particular... Um, I mean, I, I want to let you finish, but I, I, I just as a side thought, I noticed a particular... When I moved to music full-time, uh, I noticed a particular struggle to once I was doing... Once everything I was doing was music-related, I realized that that's not really what I wanted. Like, that was my goal initially is when I quit Dutch Bros, um, I was like, I want to make everything I do, at least music-related, and then I'll be okay with that. And I realized that that wasn't really true. That was just the next step in the staircase. Right. So now within that realm, uh, I want to make everything I do certain aspects of the music industry, particularly the ones that I enjoy, um, which unfortunately are the hardest to monetize, which are creative, the creative aspects of it right. are a little more difficult to monetize. So that
2: actually makes sense because uh, what he liked about Doing the switch, the Twitch streaming was not necessarily the playing of the video games or the uh, doing the video. It was actually the editing part. And uh, oh, he edits them? Yeah, so he does. He does the filming and the. Editing I thought it
1: was, I thought well. it was. Oh, does he do it live? And so he does, it live, he does a live. a
2: live stream and then he edits and posts to YouTube after that. Mm. Mm. So that's his deal. But he's always been a really good idea. into the marketing side and then the editing side. So uh, I think. I think just like you, I think he just thought the video gaming. If he just focused on that, that would be the thing. And then it's now turned into well, maybe the other aspects of it are, are the things. So doing that yeah, exposes you to it's two two different really audiences. it's been really interesting, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially for for him, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I um, in particular, I find that discussion really interesting. Um, I've been I've been I've been I've been considering maybe putting a video together about it um, after this this one that I have coming out about. Uh, my sleeping situation for the last year and I can't wait the to studio. see that
2: I'm, in, I'm intrigued by that actually
1: it's uh, I put up uh, I'm gonna put up a little teaser tomorrow but um, I-, I was thinking about maybe doing a video on
0: you know, so tomorrow this is September 5th so you're gonna release it September 6th
1: yes Sunday
0: With a trailer for it
1: yeah, a little a little preview. It's not done yet, but it's. Why a do I year. feel like
2: there's going to be a beach involved? You won't in see this for two years, years so it'll be... there's.
1: <laughs> there will not be a beach involved. Uh, it's just it's like a little eleven second video where I say something really like, uh, probably irritating to some people, Ooh, which like is what it. I want. Yeah, yeah. I'm irritated I'm right st- now. Even wow. stir the pot a little bit. Yeah, I want to get you angry, baby. Oh, I'm <sighs> um, yeah. So I had another idea for a video. To talk about, you know, once I made it to doing music related things full time, I was working for a booking agency, booking bands on tours and doing like session work and teaching at School of Rock. And I still hated my life. And uh, I want to be really honest about that because um, I want people to realize uh, at least what I've realized, which is that your dreams may not be what you think. And you should always be questioning, you know, you've got point A, which is where you are. And you've got point B at the top of the staircase, right? And you've got to take each day as a step to get where you want to go. And uh, maybe the top, maybe you chose the wrong staircase, or maybe point B isn't exactly what you think it is. You know, it's it's kind of like when you when you go to see a movie, right? And the preview lied to you. It's it's kind of how I felt about doing music-related things full time. I was like, wow, this sucks ass.
0: I think you can expand that into having any expectations at all for anything. Like expectations are never.
2: The reality. Well, yeah, because oh my god, I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to own a restaurant. my I remember entire that. Entire yeah. life. Uh, I I run a restaurant now. I'm a kitchen manager for what for uh for a restaurant, and uh, I hate it. I hate every second of it. And every time I go there, it makes me realize, oh my god, this is this is awful. I, I I like the idea of it. I like the outcome of it. But the work involved with doing something like that, you don't realize, it's it's so much and it's draining and it it. I don't want to do but it you've
1: anymore. probably realized the good thing about that, and this happened to me too. So you might be able to re- be able to relate to this. Is that? But even though you've gotten to somewhere and you're like, "Wow, this is not what I. This is not what you fucking promised me. Life. What the fuck?" Um, you go, "Oh well. I mean, at least I. I was. I did it. Yeah. I'm yeah. capable. Oh yeah. No, definitely. You still, I found you still climbed to the mountain I
2: found you still about climbed to the mountain. Even to though
1: it was the wrong mountain.
2: And what I can take out of it is that I still like cooking." I just don't like the idea okay. of running the business aspect mm. of, of the culinary side of, of all of it. That is
1: exactly how I feel about music. Yeah. I exactly relate to you on that. Like, It's exactly the same. I uh, The creative process of, of music, mm. I hate the business side of it's it. Awful. Get me the yeah. fuck away from it. Me...
2: Hire a manager, yeah, hire definitely. a booking yeah, agent, yeah. anything, so I don't have to deal with that. I think me and Cash just fell in love, so I think that's a good...
0: No, I, I definitely relate. That's why I'm hiring an editor, because the editing... like. I loved it at first, but doing it all the time for every episode, it just it became a job, and I didn't you want feel to like, do that job. Yeah,
1: you maybe felt like you, you were doing it more than the thing you enjoyed
2: doing. Yeah, exactly. I just want to talk yep. to
0: people. I don't want to edit it for hours and days mm-hmm. and months.
2: Macro managing, that's the Macro managing. Every every
0: Joe Rogan, uh, every
1: Joe Rogan needs their Jamie.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: I will. I will say.
0: Yeah. Damn. So that's a. We're coming into the last 5 minute stretch here. Uh you have to go, right? Oh, uh, I can stay a little bit longer. That's okay. cool. All right. Just feel it out.
1: Feel it I out. I have here. a drum lesson to teach, I have a drum lesson to teach at 5. So How long have you been teaching lessons? Oh man. God damn. How long has it been now?
2: And then also on top of that, uh how, how did you get into that?
1: Oh, okay, good question. Um this is good for any aspiring musicians. Uh So, well, first my personal story. So, uh, I've been teaching for I think about a year and a half now, almost coming on two years, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, yeah, coming up on two years. I started at school of rock. So I started working a few hours a week at school of rock while I was working at Dutch Bros. And um Which that kind uh, of
0: Which school of rock? There's one up, uh, I think there's like there's, one in Scottsdale, so there's, right? There's
1: three locations. There's one in Scottsdale, one in Gilbert, one in Awatuke. I started at Gilbert and then I was eventually working at Gilbert and Awatukee. Nice five days a week. Um and so, yeah, I started there, and that was nice because they didn't require you. They just required for you to be a good musician and good with kids. You didn't have to have a degree, or have any prior teaching experience, which was, you know, probably not the best business model for hiring people. Um, if I'm going to be honestly critical about School of Rock, because I don't work there anymore, um, but uh, it was nice because I had an opportunity. So thank you to Shane and Megan for. Thanks, Shane and Megan. Me you guys are dope. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so I, I was teaching there for a little bit, and then I quit Dutch Bros. And I was just at School of Rock five days a week doing the booking agent stuff on the side. And then I got my, I got probably the most life changing opportunity I've ever gotten in my life. And uh, I have Corey Spots to thank for this, honestly. Thank you, Corey Spots. So uh, my current boss at Strum University, uh, yeah, Strum University is where I, I teach at now in North Phoenix. Nick Jensen, the guy who owns that place, um, he made a post in, I think, a drum forum on facebook he's like oh looking for looking for a full-time drum instructor one day a week and um a bunch of people tagged me in the in the comments and uh obviously that looks really good for me and so i reach out and uh you know set up an interview and, and uh, i get the job and i actually find out later that i i beat out one of my coworkers at school of rock a berkeley graduate for wow. the job um, he's a much better musician and drummer than I am, but you know, at the end of the day, they care about who's good with kids, right? right? right so right. that's advice for anyone who's trying to get into teaching. You have to be good with kids if you want to get started in it. Um, but yeah, so that that was kind of the trajectory, and and where I'm at now is I just I teach at Strum and then I do like session work and and private mm-hmm. teaching on the side. Um, so that's the next thing is uh, recently I've been really trying to build up my private schedule of students. So students I just teach on my own. Um, and particularly the thing that I like about that is um, I get to pick my clientele in a way. Yep. Um, so I actually scout drummers at, at certain levels and I, and I reach out to them. That's amazing. You know, showing them what I can offer them. Uh, yeah, so I, I prefer to teach adults personally because they're using their money. It's not their parents paying for it. So I'm not babysitting so they're more if the serious. kid doesn't want to. Yeah, so they take it seriously and I can, I can push them like a drill sergeant. Um, and so I, I personally enjoy the private teaching the most i I have really close relationships with all of my private students um it's funny i actually uh i taught this um this is amazing story uh i actually uh recently started dating one of my students um she's 19. uh uh people are like whoa dude like what the hell i'm like well she's of age bro calm down jesus uh what do you think of me um yeah, so I actually met my I met my current girlfriend. I met my current gr- girlfriend through teaching privately, and she still takes drum lessons to this day. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so I, I got now I'm getting into the private teaching. Um, so that's my personal story. Um, I guess my advice to any musician really is like if you want to get into doing more music related things, places like School of Rock will hire you without a degree and without any prior teaching experience, and you get to teach. Uh, they, they pay decently well starting out. Um, you get to teach music for, for for sort of a job. So do they design a curriculum for you or do you design the curriculum? Or They have one now. Uh, and that was one of the big reasons why I left is because they tried to implement a curriculum. And I, I think the best way to run a business is to let your employees do what they do best, which is, you know, I know more about drums than School of Rock does, in my opinion. I know about how I teach and I know about how to find what a student needs and how they learn and uh the problem with standardized curriculum is that every student learns differently and uh you, it, it just it wasn't working and so at strum i get to teach however i want um so strum does not have a, a designated curriculum uh which allows me to do my job properly right on yeah 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 um yeah that's a, a good bit of to get into doing music stuff if you want to um Yeah, teaching is an interesting thing, man. Uh, I've grown so much by being a teacher. I think teaching is maybe the thing that saved me as a musician is because I... Did you think about quitting? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, (laughs) But I, uh, all the time, every day, just kidding, no. Um, So uh, when you see someone, you know... Every first every first drum lesson, I do these three things. Uh, I teach a student how to hold the sticks, and I teach them how to play two beats. I teach them how to play, boom ga, boom ga, and I teach them how to play, boots guts. The
2: money scots. beat. They call yeah. it the money quarter beat.
1: note and eighth note beat. The money beats, right? Um, and just to get them interested, you know, and maybe a fill if they get those down quickly enough. Um, and the thing is, is I see them do that, and I see them struggle, and I and I and I look at where I am now, and I remember. You know every hot ass sweaty anger-filled practice session that I had, where I threw a drumstick and tomahawked it into the wall, and and my dad got mad at me for fucking up the drywall, or I grabbed my cymbal stand and fucking threw it across the room because I was really angry. Or I stabbed a hole in my snare drum with my stick. That's aggressive. Just, I've never been just that screamed, angry <laughs> I just screamed at my drum like uh, like Will Ferrell screams at the, at the drum set. Can video on how properly
2: remembers, but not my stuff? Put a stick through the snare drum. I really liked the how to it properly just, do, just it, do, it. do <laughs> it? Like a five <laughs> second video.
0: Like playing, messes up, yells, "Fuck!" Stabs <laughs> the snare. Yells, uh, "Fuck!" Snare, snare it, snare it, and then repair it.
1: Snare repair. That's right. Snare and repair it. Yeah. yeah, I I look at that, and uh, and I realized how far I've come. And there's always, you know, oh, I could be pushing myself harder, and that's something that every musician needs to be honest with themselves about and seriously honest about it, or else you're going to get to your deathbed and regret not pushing yourself hard enough. And I fear that more than anything. But also, you know, realizing how far you've come and being like, wow, like, this kid doesn't even know how to fucking hold a drumstick. Look at what I know how to do. You know, and you can kind of, it kind of gives you, it kind of helps boost my self-esteem a whole lot. You You definitely get that teaching hmm showing a kid this cool creative concept, or maybe maybe it's a, this is a good example. So I have a student at Strum named Sebastian who is almost as good as I am. Um, his hand technique is actually better than mine. So he, he does like drumline stuff. Uh, so it's been interesting because he's better than me in some ways. And, we, and, and one of the most important things when you're teaching is learning how to be honest about your weaknesses as a teacher, making the student realize, you know, I am not perfect, I am still learning. I tell my, all of my students that I take drum lessons. So that they realize that I'm just another, I'm like them in a lot of ways. Yeah, helps them feel on, on, grounded on
0: another level, but still progressing. For that's me. how I teach yeah. my son. Yeah, I'm
1: just ten years, I'm just ten years ahead of you. I'm just ten years ahead of you, and if you work, if you work twice as hard, you could be where I'm at in five
2: years. You could be way better than me. You'll be teaching me someday. So that's how I teach my son. Actually, I look at him and I say, "I'm also still a child at like in my head." Because <laughs> Freudian psychology, okay, bro. Man. We're all just,
1: we're all just grown up children. That's Have it. you seen the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion? I nope. hate even Gillian. I
2: don't
1: hate really. it. I just I can't. Oh man, yeah. I all I all I can do is put myself into the shoes of everybody there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sense, um, yeah. but yeah. So it's 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 a it's more than any more than any monetary benefit. It's been a huge self-esteem booster. The whole teaching thing. Um, but yeah. Uh, fucking what did you 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 brought up something tyler oh yeah me almost quitting so oh, yeah. that's another thing so i tell my students this story when the time is right if they're old enough to understand i tell them about when i almost quit playing music and that's kind of why the Hokol havel project is so important to me is because um the first song uh the first song on the record is the song i wrote that made me decide i didn't want to quit so me and my best uh, i had wanted to quit. and you said you've over- been
0: working this on this project for the past three years
1: Three, it'll be three. Yeah, it's it'll be three years in October. Um, Have you released anything dis- on it? No, to my dismay, we've, wow. we've been taking our sweet ass time. But it's gonna yeah. be fucking worth it. That must be tough. Um, it's hard music, and the songs are really like eight minutes long. Um, I mean, just like <laughs> holding on to it for that long and not sharing it with anybody or anything we're not gonna take three years to release the next one i can tell you that (laughs) um but yeah i almost quit basically uh i overworked myself and had a very negative self-perception and so i almost quit and i spent two weeks just didn't touch my drums and then my best friend justin came to me and we were both like and i was like hey let's you know let's try writing something i'm about to fucking quit this shit and sell everything i own let's try writing something just to see what happens and we did, and it re-inspired me, and now I'm here today. So
2: that's amazing. Yeah, just that oh, one. That's the short version. Yeah, that's that's good. And it would suck too. I've we haven't known each other for a very long time, Cash, and I think this is probably my. F- Fourth time actually talking to you ever in like, <laughs> but they're recording
1: was a- uh, Mellow Mushroom and now there was oh, a time- Shiba, yeah.
2: when
0: we were talking about oh, yeah. potentially recording our next album. I think
1: mm,
2: that was right. a long time ago. Yeah. You uh, you recently had or not recently? A few years ago, had all of your drum stuff stolen. You remember that?
1: Did I? You did. Oh yeah, I had my all my cymbals stolen, and you, then we found them at we found yeah. them at Zia Records for sale. Are you serious? I did <laughs> yeah. not know that. But yeah, well, if you want the truth, uh, I I left my cymbal bag outside the, the practice space, yeah. and when I went back to grab it, it was gone. So I kind of I kind of left it outside and was kind of asking for it, yeah, but it, it did get it did get stolen.
2: So, Nick, uh, you put something online saying you were selling all your bass equipment. For... Yeah, yeah 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 and he and, bought it and nick yep. bought it and oh yeah. we still use that base uh yeah right, i use that to setup. this day we added, like, shit, we added stuff shit it. sounds really good
1: but yeah it, the, the sans amp right yeah, yeah. and you wanted yeah. you wanted
2: more stuff so badly you were selling stuff you're were, you were trying to put stuff out there like you were dedicated yeah. back then too you really wanted to keep doing what you were doing you could have easily yeah, that was, just said that was before hey, my that was before this, you know?
1: what i call my infamous depression yeah so yeah
2: never not infamous you know
1: yeah, uh, we we started talking about Evangelion a little bit, and uh, Evangelion is my favorite anime of all time. I think it's truly one of the most. Uh, I think like, you know, to Pimp a Butterfly as an album. I think Evangelion is one of the most important animes ever created because wow. um, it speaks to me on such a level, and it influenced everything after it has been influenced by Evangelion in in some type of way. Um, the way it anime was made. About? What uh, Evangelion is a it's like a giant robot show, but it's uh, I always. I always tell people it's, yeah, it's like Gundam, but it's so much better. And I tell people that it's anything but a giant robot show. It's about our the camera would not be
0: happy about you saying that. <laughs> He's,
2: <laughs> He's <why>? so mad
1: <laughs> Why? Did I say something provocative? Oh, I mean, <laughs> Gundam's good and Gundam is important, and I think there's a lot of good Gundam and a lot of bad Gundam. <laughs> um, and any Gund- any true Gundam fan would, you know, they can sort through the good and the bad. But Evangelion is just on a whole nother level in the sense that it, it. It humanized the characters in a way that I've never seen Mm -hmm. uh, a quote-unquote cartoon do before. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that I've seen ten times and I can't cry. I can't watch it without crying.
2: You said you seen it? I couldn't get into it.
1: Oh, yeah, it's not for everyone, man. It's incredibly dark, and it's not about the action. It's about people being really fucking depressed. Mm, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you might be really Yep, bad. and uh, the thing that's so impressive about it to me, we talked about infamous depression, and that's kind of a, a term I coined from DigiNay. Actually, DigiNay did a video called Who is Hideaki Anno? And that's the guy who created Ava. Uh, Ava is short for Evangelion. And uh, he uh, Digi coined it... Um, Hideaki Anno's infamous four-year depression which took place before during and after the creating of the show and um the thing that's so fascinating about it to me is that uh the show in and of itself is to my theory autobiographical so I believe that all of the characters in the show represent a different subset of Hideaki Anno's personality I believe that the whole show takes place in his head you know I believe that it's uh all, all of the things that the characters in the show deal with are are things that he's dealt with personally, and um, I relate to a lot of them except for the daddy issue stuff. I don't have daddy issues. Um, I could relate a lot. But, less uh, to that. That's yeah, the true. main character's dad hates him <laughs> and, and all that shit. Wow, that's crazy. Um, it's sad. Yeah, you've
0: got a lot of daddy issues.
2: I call it the woman that I sleep with daddy.
1: <laughs> Amazing. We- <laughs> it fucking uh, it talks about how much it talks about how much uh, how difficult the human experience really is and. You know, those sci-fi shows usually kind of, you know, they don't really realistically depict a lot of things Mm -hmm. because they're, you know, like science fiction. Um, At least as far as human interaction, I feel like they don't get it right a lot of the time. And and this show just takes it to a a whole new level. But, uh, yeah, the infamous depression I I was mentioning. Uh, Hideaki Anno uh, also was notorious for sleeping in the studio because he was homeless um i don't know if it was particularly during the production of ava but it was at some point in his life he he was you know sleeping in the place that he was creating and that's kind of what the video i'm about to put out um is about and so i relate to that as well yeah but the the craziest thing is is that i feel like know, there
0: is the, like as as an artist i think all of us everybody in this room p- can probably relate to that like sleeping in the same place where you create
1: yeah and Just how like, uh how, beneficial and also how uh Damning that can be. Yeah, it's got, got his, a lot of pros and cons. It's the best of both um, words, no doubt. Yeah, the best. Definitely. Um, but he uh he was depressed as fuck. He got really lucky. Somebody funded him for Evangelion. Evangelion is known as, as his magnum opus. But yeah, uh, he made it and he finished it. And you know what he said? He said, "This is shit." And he became <laughs> even more depressed after he finished it.
0: Oh. This depressing, so, garbage, I is think depressing it's a, garbage. I think it's a
1: testament to my life. You know, my my magnum opus has yet to be created, in my opinion. But um, at the end of the day, you can never know, so you must create. You have to create, yeah. no matter what. You have to keep, no going. matter what.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna write music on my deathbed. I think the last thing I do on this planet is write a song.
1: Write a death. Write a write a uh, farewell song. Farewell song, and then die.
2: <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs>
1: Oh, amazing. Well, that's, uh, that's all I've got. You all guys right. got anything you want to talk about? I think, I think that's a good place to end it. I want to talk about the fucking AC in my studio being out. <laughs> I turn that right fan now. on right
2: now, dude. Figure it out. <laughs> I will. This is why uh, he was so hot. Are you ready for it? All right. <coughs> this is Your Thoughts <laughs> Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is Cash Philburn. He's a cool guy. He plays drums. Go check him out on all I, of his social media. Yeah, at,
1: at CashPlaysDrums with he a K. He does.
2: It's true. With the K though. Don't spell Cash. He's whatever he's got a great mustache he's got cool glasses and thank uh, you i'm sure his his hog is what's good so oh so it's, it's amazing
0: it's all at cash dot drums is that what you said at cash plays drums all cash one word. plays drums all is one that one a word. website or is that instagram
1: or that's just like my instagram tag yeah i don't have a website okay get not a website
0: there dude
1: i thought about it last night actually that's ah, crazy cool. you said that all, all right. right
0: well thank you for being on yeah oh.
1: thank you guys for having me Cool, yeah, of course
2: uh, yeah. all right we'll see you guys later uh, join us next time for the episode 21 of whoever the fuck wants to be on this it's, it's, <laughs> I think
0: it's 20 anyway you can find more episodes of your thoughts podcast at your dot com check us out on apple google play stitcher spotify uh, check out our patreon yeah
2: we're all over the place or if you just want to give us cash in like an envelope (laughs) yeah yeah, we'll take take check
1: give us money (laughs) bye guys have a good one (laughs)